Evening, Barry Omani, certified financial planner. He runs Veritas Wealth. You want to give money away? You've got people desperately trying to accumulate, Barry, and you're saying, no, give it all away. No, so Bruce, I've been, I've been in Ireland for a week uh, paying a uh, hundred rand a pint, so um, <laughs> I no longer have anything to give. No, what I wanted to speak about was the complexity of giving. And okay. um, as, as a financial planner or a wealth manager, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those moments w- when you've got a long-term relation w- with a client and, and you, you actually start to see where the money starts meeting the life and the family. And um, I suppose typically people actually, the first thing to say is that people actually make their own money. Do you know what I mean? They, they create the money and then they come to a financial planner or a wealth manager uh, and they're kind of going, okay, grow this money and preserve this money for me and, and ultimately they say for my family. Um, but as you become more and more successful, um, what you don't quite realize is that there's a, there's, there are queues forming around you. Um, and the first people in the queue as you accumulate is, is probably your family and, and where family gets into trouble. And the first, the first people in the queue for a lot of us is, is, is our parents. Um, and maybe they've spent too much money educating us all. Uh, maybe, they have, uh, maybe they've lived beyond their means earlier on in their lives and they just don't have enough to live on. And so, so they're going to need some help. Just after them, you'll have a brother or a sister. So if you come from a good Catholic family, you probably have around five kids in there. So one of them is probably not going to have taken off um, and, and, and might need some help. And then all families at some point will come across people who are, who are sick uh, or in, in certainly in my case at home, my oldest sister is mentally handicapped. So as a family, we're going to have to take care of her later on. And then, then there's another queue that will start forming and people noticing how successful that you've actually been. And that, that's going to be your friends. And, and friends will come to you <laughs> and they'll start going, you know, you know them, they're good people, they're good business people, but, you know, businesses get into trouble from time to time. Maybe it's just a short-term thing, but they're kind of coming to you either looking for a loan. How, or how good a friend are you in, at that moment in time? Well, oh. <laughs> it can be, uh, normally you should run a mile uh, if, if you want to keep, keep a friend. Um, but, but, you know, if it's a good person and it's a good business opportunity, then, you know, you've got half the thing that you've got a good person running a, a business. But, but that's something that we would kind of encourage people to probably steer away from unless it is a very strong one. But tonight, what I thought I'd, we should concentrate on, Bruce, is because you've, you've got young kids as well as me, and um, is, is how, how do we give to our kids and, and how do we deal with that? Okay, good one. So, and, and I, I probably am going to end this whole session with a whole load of questions, to be honest, um, rather than, than uh, no, but answers. We, but, you, but we've got what, I mean, Barry, this, the stuff is so personal that if you just provoke the right questions, frankly, and help us get to the right answers, well, each answer will be different in every family, but get the questions. Get exactly. Them okay, so, so assuming, let's assume in our scenario that the education is covered by, by yourselves, whether you send them to a state school or to a private school or you put them through university. So, so we do that. As somebody said to me this afternoon, and I was chatting about it, they said, well, but do you take them on overseas holidays when they're in university with you? Or... Should that be something that they should probably have to front up with, go off and do it, uh, work themselves in the holidays and, and do that? The, the second thing is, as they go to university in South Africa, it seems that nobody really uses bicycles. 
Um, but <laughs> like we all have to do. But um, but you, you know, you have bicycle. You were lucky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a new new thing in drunk driving in Ireland. Um, uh, so so we had you go out and you buy them a, a car. Do you buy them a new car? Do you buy them a second hand car? Do you help them to buy a car? The second thing then is, you know, you could help them to get on the property market either as a student or, or when they start working. Do you put down a deposit? Do you give them the house? You know, do you buy them the house and get them going? And then later on, as, as maybe they have an entrepreneurial streak in them and they, and they want to set up a business and do you help them uh, do that? Now, in sitting back and talking about this and, and I've watched different things over the, over the last 11 years, there, there are probably four devils or demons that, that, that are lurking in the background. Um, and the first is dependency. And, and the minute, and I can't work it out, so the first month that you give somebody a regular payment, so you agree to pay them, the first month they are so grateful for, for the money, they're falling all over you and they're absolutely de- delighted. Somewhere between the second month payment and the third month, dependency sets in. It's that quick. And and put it this way, if the debit order didn't go through or the payment didn't go through in the third month, you might actually get the call going, uh, sorry, (coughs) where's the money? money? (laughs) So it happens very quickly, this dependency, and people adjust their lifestyles, they adjust their expenditures to this money. The second one is is that are you robbing them of a great moment uh, in their lives? So so for me, in in the capitalist world, I had three great moments. The first was when I bought a, a car, uh, around 20 years ago here from a guy called Wayne Rouse and he sold me a, a, a rusty cadet uh, for three and a half thousand rand which I fronted up with cash and gave it to him and I remember driving down the road with the biggest smile on my face so chuffed that I had my first car I mean you've done it yourself yeah, yeah it, it broke down a week later and never worked again <laughs> but, but, but at least I had it for a week the second one the second one is um, you know you, you put a deposit down in your house you get a bond and you walk into your house and I remember the first night sitting there uh, with Lisa and you know we had our we had our first house um, and then the third one for me was was setting up my own business and 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 you know getting that thing going and the pride self realization you know all those big words mm-hmm. self realization self actualization but there's actually a sense of achievement in in those things. But so there, is a, there, there is a balance between families that are able to help each other out and being completely over the top and actually robbing your children of the opportunity to achieve for themselves. Frankly. Correct. So, so, so what I'm trying to do tonight is pointing out, just go, just be careful. It, it might be better just to give a few surprises as, as you go along. So, so, so that was two demons. The, the third demon is you must be careful. The consequence here is that they, mo- they might stop trying. They, they might lose that desire and that hunger to actually crawl their way um, to, to those moments themselves. So, so that, that, that for me is the worst thing to, to, to observe. And then the fourth thing, and, and this comes back to the person who's giving the money, is you have to ask yourself a very hard question and, and answer it really truthfully. Is, is this a control issue? Yep. Do you actually want them to be dependent on you? Um, and and you're you're not actually prepared to leave them go and go out in the world. You you know they've always been dependent on you. So now, at 24, 25 or older, um, you still have that control over them. So so I think that's a that's a very harsh question that that uh, that people need to 
need to... There's a huge amount of introspection required through this process. There is a strong school of thought which says you educate kids, you, you, you maybe help them set up a business or whatever the case is if you're in a position to do that. But at what point does the obligation stop? Yeah. Um, and, and every family is going to have a different level of obligation. And you'll get to a point maybe if you've been particularly successful in your life where there'll be something of a valuable estate and just how much of that is passed on to your children and how much of that money is used for other purposes, to do good elsewhere, for example. Yeah. My, my colleague Beata, actually, I was chatting to her this evening, and she said to me, um, probably the best thing you could do for your kids is just to lead by example, is, is not to give, you know, no money is involved, no gifts are involved. It's just the way in which you're living your life and the way in which you're running, I suppose, in our case, we're talking about financial affairs, um, is that that's what the kids are going to pick up on. Wise words indeed, but more questions than answers. Thank you, Barry Armani, for that. No Leaving us more dazed and confused than before. <laughs> but, it's, no, but it's important stuff for people who are in a position to make a difference in the lives of their families. And we'll pick up on that family theme in the next half hour. Barry Armani, incidentally, is certified financial planner. He's with Veritas Wealth. We're going to look at family businesses in just a bit. And is it the right thing, from what Barry is saying, should a family business always be run by a member of the family? What happens if you have a generation of kids who aren't suited to take that business forward in the interests of the family? That's another tough conversation to have. So let's have that conversation. Jan Bluchner is standing by. He's managing partner of Grant Thornton Pretoria. We'll pick up on that issue with him in just a few minutes.